Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. How are you this week, Simon? I'm okay, Steve, although am I? That's the question on my on my mind at the moment. I've had the week off. You know, as we know, I've got no job. Uh, so I went to Centre Parks uh, for the week. That's <laughs> what you do when you don't have a job. Went to Centre Parks, um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, again, and looking at all the positives of uh, the pandemic, no queues for the flumes uh, at Centre <laughs> Parks because they're not met, letting very many people in. So that was pretty good. Um, you had to book everything in advance, so you couldn't be spontaneous. But my wife did a tremendous job and ensured that we always had things to do. It's great, great, lovely time. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Perfect. Woke up, woke up this morning. It was my turn to get out of bed with my daughter. You know, we swap at weekends. So Kate was having a lie-in. Porridge was in the microwave. Teletubbies were on the, t- on the TV. Pop to the toilet just to check social media. Look at my phone. Alert. You must self-isolate for six days. <laughs> oh, no. I've been, tra- I've been tracked and traced. Was that um, the flume? It's, well, I, no, it wasn't the flume because it's from Tuesday. So um, okay, okay. Uh, that's a pretty busy day at Centre Park. So we think it must have been from the restaurant we were in. But apparently I was in close contact with sub, with someone who subsequently gone off to test, gone on to test positive for COVID. So I've got to stay in. Now, you know, ordinarily uh, I'd be getting paid for that, wouldn't I? I'd, I'd, I'd say to my employers, <laughs> I'd say to my employers, sorry, uh, we've got to stay in. Can't send the daughter to nursery, and I'd still be getting the readies, wouldn't I? It's not happening now, is it? I, I oh don't my like goodness. this. I don't like this. Not having a job. Ah, oh. yeah. Well, so that's yeah. So I'm um, I'm well, although I've been told by technology that I may not be. How are you? Well, regular listeners to the show will remember uh, last week that I was a bit sniffly. I said. Said, well, you see, they might not have heard that sniffles because I took quite 
took great care to to edit as many many of those. Um, what's the audio equivalent of unsightly? Oh, um, un. So you see with your eyes, yes, un un unheary. Yeah, as many of those unheary sniffs out of the podcast as I could, you know, because One Life Left prides itself on its audio quality, as presumably people can tell from tonight's show. Um, so I did that. And also, in a monumental act of hubris, at the start of the show, uh, regular listeners will remember I said, you know, I think I've caught a bit of a cold from my daughter, but it's just a baby cold. Dealt with these all my life, like, no problem, mate. Be gone. Well, that was not the case. Uh, that cold rocked up properly uh, in time for the England game, okay. which was on was that on Tuesday night? It was on Tuesday. That was when I was in close proximity with a COVID <laughs> person. What a day for uh, us! Yeah, and quite. <laughs> uh, so I sniffed my well th- sniffed my way through that glorious performance and and uh, felt you know euphoric for a moment, but also terrible inside and yeah the rest of the week's been a nightmare i've been uh, unable to sleep pounding headache bit of a cough um although not a persistent cough okay not the type that it tells you you have to take a pcr test for um but yeah all of the worst symptoms of normal average flu um started to lift the other night uh during the the next england game Okay, there's a so pattern from, here. Yeah, from one game to the other. Basically completely flawed. But yeah, came out of it last night and now feel completely fine. So theoretically, won't have to perform the same audio rescue job today. Fingers crossed. Well, I'm not going to get into... Uh, I'm not going to have to self-isolate because I've been talking to you this evening, am I? <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Well, you're the one who's self-isolating. Presumably um, I've been in close contact with someone who's been in close contact with someone on a flume. So, <laughs> well, I tell you what, though, Steve. Even if there are uh, lots of audio edits to make, I've got plenty of time to do it. I'm not going to edit the show. I'm not going to edit the show this evening. I'm going to watch a film with my wife. I'm going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, might as well. You're not getting paid for it, so I'm kick back. Paid for it, I know. Outrageous. What a disaster. Well, um, I'm pleased to hear that you're feeling better. Mm, did you enjoy the footy? I very much did enjoy the footy. Yes. Um, yeah. What do we think? I mean, so it's a difficult episode to record this one because we're recording it on Sunday. It's being broadcast on Monday and podcast on Wednesday. So all of that's happening before Wednesday night, the semi-final against Denmark. It could date itself very quickly, couldn't it? It could, it could. I was very pleased with both of the results on uh, Saturday. Uh, Just to listeners, if you think this is irrelevant to video games... One, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. There are plenty of football games out there. Two, doesn't matter. That's kind of our MO. We talk about video games in the context of a wider world. That's what we've been doing for 16 years. And three, uh, one of our listeners wrote in and asked us if we could date the show a little bit better. So that people, you know. So this is kind of in the week that England were doing well at the European Championships. Um, I was really pleased with the results on uh, uh, over the weekend because... I think that what it means is on Wednesday night, England playing Denmark. Of course, I'd like England to win, but we are very big fans of Denmark, aren't we? One Life Left, great history of recording out in uh, Scandinavia generally uh, for Nordic Game, which is run by Jakob, who's a a Denmark supporter as well. So, you know, 
not going as far to say as they're our second team or anything, but support them. And they've been through a lot at the championships as well. So whoever wins, we're all winners. Right? Unless, well, unless we lose. <laughs> <laughs> there is that more realistic point of view. But you, you want a reason to take the edge off, right? Like, it'll feel much better losing to Denmark than it would do losing to Portugal, I think. Yeah, oh, I think it's going to be very easy to lose to Denmark, potentially. I think they're a really good side, obviously playing with their tails up and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was odd yesterday, wasn't it? Because it all seemed to be going so well. It's great to see, you know, I just to be, to talk about um, England specifically at the moment, but just to, everybody's really happy. I've taught my three-year-old daughter to sing Vindaloo um, <laughs> and Football's Coming Home. Um, last night though, I did take it a little bit too far. I said, um, I said, uh, this is before the game as I was putting to bed. She goes to bed at seven. The game was on at eight. I said, uh, I said, I said, look, you know, football really is coming home. Can you believe it? And she said, uh, is it? I said, yeah. I said, you know, so it'll be home next weekend. You know, we haven't got enough bedrooms. So you might, you know, you might need to share with football. (laughs) So this morning I said to her, I said to her, I said, is, is, is football coming home? And she's been saying, yep, 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 all the way through this. This morning it was like, no, football's not coming home. So maybe that's it. Maybe she's like that predicting octopus or whatever it was <laughs> in the World Cup and that uh, football's not coming home according to my daughter. So let's see. All right. Well, in the week that football either did or didn't come home, this is the news. Simon, uh, did you find any news stories this week? Because uh, I, I haven't. I've had quite a busy day. Um, I have played loads of games, though. I've got one where I liked the headline of it. Uh, okay. That's about it. Shall I start with that? Well, uh, you could do, but that, that means that it's then going to be all me. If yeah, I go exactly. First, so... You go first. You go okay. first. Well, I struggled a little to um, to find some news earlier today. Uh, so, again, I, I, uh, I ventured off to Reddit and looked at the their um, uh, slash r slash gaming news and so therefore this week's news on the week that football may or may may or may not have come home comes from a load of diverse sites uh, the first of which I think is um, its inaugural appearance on One Life Left comicbook.com forward slash gaming never heard of it <laughs> PlayStation users petitioned to cancel Hideo Kojima's rumoured Xbox game uh, right, uh, Tanner Deadmon, uh, he wrote this on July the 2nd. Barely anything for certain is known about Hideo Kojima's next game, but already some people are trying to get that new game cancelled. Specifically, some disgruntled PlayStation users who've, who've heard the rumours about Kojima's next game potentially being an Xbox exclusive. 
banded together to petition that the game be cancelled. The petition in question can be seen through change.org with a modest 225 signatures on it at the time of publishing. The total made even more modest by the fact that many people decided to parody the original intent. Responses to the section of the petition where people can list their reasons for signing it include a mix of declarations from Xbox and PlayStation users alike. The comments section contained the expected levels of console war, comments from people entrenched on their respective sides, whilst many said they'd sign a petition just to comment and say how ridiculous others were for seriously putting their name on the declaration. Kojima is betraying his loyal fans. He's been blinded by greed, the petition reads. We must help him come back to the winning side. Please share this petition everywhere. Not everyone has good enough internet to stream games. Not everyone has enough money to buy a new console or build a new PC. Please, Kojima, don't leave us. Has a change.org petition ever made a difference to anything? Uh, no, it hasn't, has it? Whenever they, you know, the serious ones have um, uh, have gone to the commons, um, they've just been batted back or even batted back before they've gone there. However, I can see, and maybe people are listening in uh, to the shed, that the signatures are going up 631, 632. There goes uh, 633 and 34 have signed. <laughs> so, um, you know, who knows what it will be by the time that football arrives home. Um. Yeah. Oh, well, it's nonsense, quite... isn't it? So, uh, I I guess one. This is very petty and uh, silly. And secondly, who cares about formats these days? Formats are dead, aren't they? We can all very soon get anything on anything thanks to cloud gaming. Well, you know, and that um, that line saying not everybody can afford a new console or a PC. That's presumably coming from a PlayStation Five owner. Quite. Did you see this week, maybe this was one of your news stories to come, that Sony have bought a studio uh, that is, uh, that's made its name in making PC ports of console titles? I did spot that. I wasn't sure whether you were going to talk about that acquisition or the other one. Yeah, uh, that news excited me. Mm, because now you don't have to look for a PlayStation 5 on the internet anymore can't afford to buy a playstation <laughs> 5 um and so yeah and actually you know of course uh, playstation 5 uh, playstation 4 game i think it's just playstation 4 actually uh death stranding came to pc which i was you know which i got for free off uh, some promotion i didn't even realize i was eligible for um played it for a couple of hours and then we'll never play it again so uh, but it's grateful to be able to do that on my pc thank you sony should we talk about the other uh, piece of acquisition news uh, this week. Yeah, friends of the show, friends of ours, uh, Housemark, mm. um, have joined the PlayStation family, um, which, you know, uh, I've gone through a lot of stuff professionally recently. This term family really annoys me because a company <laughs> is not your family, right? My family... <laughs> My family hasn't. <laughs> I'm going to stop myself there. I'm, I'm going to save myself time editing things out, Steve. <laughs> uh, but companies are not families, first of all. But secondly, uh, that's great for Housemark. Um, uh, they've said that there were a number of other um, suitors uh, that were interested. And of course, they've done some brilliant games. You know, I first came across. Um, Housemark uh, when they were doing games on the Amiga uh, to see them, you know, putting out a $70 uh, 
PlayStation Five game uh, is uh, is uh, is really impressive. So yeah, and best of luck to them. I actually remember the very very first time I met Ilari, uh, who's the CEO of Housemark, uh, was with you. You introduced me to him, uh, and it was at the top of the the, the Twisty Tower. The Twisty Tower in yeah. uh, Malmo. Uh, mm. When we, I think, was that the very first time we went out for an audit game? I think it must have been. Um, and we went up the tower, and Ilari was there, and you introduced us. And One Life Left's had, you know, quite. <laughs> we've we've had quite a lot of interactions with House Mark over the years. Uh, Anne, of course, loved Resogun. Absolutely loved it. One of her favourite games uh, of all time. And we've been doing Marioki gigs for House Mark, and they've been at other. Uh, Marioki gigs of ours sung heartily. We've got Marioki songs about them. So, yeah, it was absolutely over the moon to read that news uh, because it gives them a, a sort of bedrock of stability uh, that will allow them to go off and make brilliant, brilliant games like they've been doing for the 20 years, last 20 years, without the uh, you know frantic nature of pitching them around, I guess. Does that mean? I mean, does Ilari have loads of money now? Do you think? I I assume he's absolutely swimming in it, Scrooge McDuck style. Okay. Will he allow me into his family? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> as long as you call him daddy, but okay. we do anyway, so completely <laughs> fine. Uh, right. Have you? Uh, shall I do my new story now? Do. Okay. Uh, so I haven't read any more about this this news story at all. I've just read the headline. I'm going to click on it right now. It's from Gamasutra.com and it is loading up right now. Here we go. It's by Chris Kerr and it says Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser might have opened a new development studio. Now that is a cautious headline, isn't it? Very cautious we all he might. Also, he, You've got plenty of time, Simon. You might have opened one might too, do. but I don't see a headline for you. Uh, the very, the, so I, as I said, I haven't clicked on this before, but I'm glad I have because the very first one, two, three, four, eight words say this: "Take this one with a pinch of salt." Okay. But Rockstar co-founder and former VP of creative Dan Hauser could be about to re-enter the world of video games. Hauser left the Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption developer in February 2020 after over two decades at the studio. Now, as spotted by GTA forums users and highlighted by VGC, Hauser has registered a new UK private limited company called Absurd Ventures in Games Limited that was officially incorporated in June 23rd. According to information available on the UK company's house website, the business is described as ready-made interactive leisure and entertainment software development and lists Hauser as its director. Now, to me, that sounds like he has. Is it a new studio? It doesn't say he's making games, does it? Well, it says it's entertainment software development. Okay, sorry, I wasn't, re- I, I wasn't really listening. I was trying to work out whether this new webcam makes my face fat. That's what I was doing then. <laughs> All right, let me, let me just... Before we move on with this story, let me look. No, it doesn't. No, Simon. okay, all right. Thanks. I mean, I do need a haircut, which I was hoping to get done this week, but I can't now, thanks to uh, my contact uh, tracing me. Um, anyway, back okay. to the story. Right. So it says here, so the company's house says it's... Ready-made interactive leisure and entertainment software development, and lists Hauser as the director. Yep, that sounds to me like he's opened 
a new development company, which you might also term a development studio. And therefore, um, Garmasutra's headline there, that he, you know, caution in the headline, I think is unwarranted. Whether or not he does anything with the studio, who knows? I agree. I mean, how much more proof do you want? I mean, well, that, that, that must mean that we can trust whatever Gama Sutra says. Shall I search presumably... for might in the, on their thing and see what else they've said might about <laughs> in their headlines? Well, the thing is, you know, it's not, um, you know, opening a company is no trivial. Sorry, it is, it is a trivial thing to do. Um, it costs you 12 quid, Steve. I was looking into it recently. Who knows what <laughs> I might do next? But, um, you know, you and I have had a company before. And I can tell you this, if you neglect it, you do get some very awkward phone calls from the Inland Revenue who do threatened, uh, mm. threatened to, to, um, to, to find us for some paperwork we'd not submitted. Yeah, someone uh, this week asked me to start a company uh, to invoice for some work. And I said, eh, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. And they said, it's only 12 quid. And I said, it's not 12 quid in mental toll if you forget no. to talk to the Inland Revenue. So, no, I said. What uh, would you have called it? I would have called it Absurd Ventures <laughs> that might be in Games Limited. <laughs> All right, your turn for a new story, I think. Okay. Ba, ba, ba. Um, this is from... Uh, once I accept the cookies, this is from GameSpot. Uh, GameSpot, right. Jeremy Winslow writes or wrote on June the 29th, Xbox is the official console of Battlefield 2042. Developer DICE and publisher Electronic Arts have announced a new Microsoft partnership to make Xbox the official console of Battlefield 2042. This doesn't mean it's exclusive to Xbox, however. To be specific, the Xbox Series S and Series X are the official consoles of Battlefield 2042, according to a press release. All three said this was done to ensure that the next entry in the Battlefield franchise is the best one yet. It's unclear exactly how DICE and EA will take advantage of Xbox Series XS hardware or what this means for Battlefield 2042 players on, on other platforms. Um, I picked this because it's a really weird announcement, isn't it? And I was wondering if this is the start of the official X of the, of, of this game. Um, I don't, because it's not exclusive. Uh, it doesn't seem to be like there's any exclusive content, which you sometimes see when a platform holder and publisher jump into bed together. Um, it's just like you get the official energy drink of the England team. I mean, is, is, is that is that where we're going next? Are we going to have, oh, the official camp bed of the developers when they were crunching? You know, like, what, what next? So it must mean something like uh, in promotional videos for the, uh, for the franchise, they show the game running on an Xbox, right? Uh, but that, but that's, that's happened already without... You know, in previous games, there have been co-marketing deals where, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, where they've where they've ended up with a um, uh, with a console logo and the and the and the, and the noise it makes. Um, but yeah. you know, that's that's without going as far as saying this is the official console of it when it's, so a, I guess when it's what, a multi-platform title. What this does, though, is it makes you feel like even if you are getting exactly the same deal on both platforms, on both, uh, you know, Sony and Microsoft platforms, if you're not playing it on the official platform of that 
franchise, then it feels a little bit weaker, doesn't it? It feels a little bit third party, a little bit, uh, you know, supermarket knockoff of the official deal, even if it's not. And I guess that's what they're banking on. Just like hardcore uh, players devoted to this franchise will want to play it on the official, the official platform. You like, you know, like soft drinks rely on you to drink the official drink of uh, the European Championships. Unless you're Ronaldo. Very good. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, let's see what happens in the official co- uh, console of uh, Game X, Game Y, Game Z uh, coming forward. Um, here's some news that deals with the past from Eurogamer. Uh, Tom Phillips wrote on the 2nd of July, Digital PSP games will continue to be sold via the PlayStation 3 and Vita, even after today's PSP store shutdown. PlayStation confirmed the situation in an update to its support page for discontinued apps and services this week, first noticed by Resetera and then confirmed by Kotaku. So while the PSP will still lose its purchasing functionality as planned, PSP games will still be available to play, a key concern among fans worried over Sony's perceived lack of care for games preservation. Ba, 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 ba. So, uh, the end quote of the story is, you'll still be able to purchase and play PSP content that is available on the PS3 and PS Vita stores, reads the recently added line on PlayStation support site. However, you'll no longer be able to make purchases via the in-game store for PSP content. So again, in, in other sort of strange hardware-related developments, if you want to buy a PSP game, you'll need to buy a PS3 or PS Vita in order to access the store. <laughs> of course see, you will. See, if you already own one, you'll be able to go in that way. But it's not a straight... In order to buy content for one piece of hardware, you have to do it on another. So is it only PS3? Specifically PS3, or is it anything That's what from it says, PS3? PS3 and PS Vita stores. Yeah, I don't know. I gave my PS3 away to a man called Jasper who fitted my projector a couple of years ago. Are you telling me that if I want to buy some PSP games, I've got to call Jasper back? <laughs> you do. You've got to talk directly to Jasper. I just found my PS3, but I didn't well, find I didn't find the disc cover. I found it lurking at the back of the cupboard with the sort of plastic, you know, the, the, the bit on it that... Is that a PS3? The PS3 Slim? They didn't have disc covers, did they? They had bits that came out, PS3. Hold on. I'm going to grab it. The cupboard's right do here. Do do. This will be just great, ra- great no, radio. No, no, no. I'll, so you can see. Just, just bear with me. Bear with I'll me. be able to tell you what it is. Um, I can update you on some of my old hardware, if you yeah. like, while we're filling time. Yeah, I've got it. Though, okay. Go on, you continue. Um, I gave away my PS VR headsets uh, yesterday. Got it out of the loft. Um, there was a boy when we when we moved out of this house um, into a temporary seven month rental. Uh, we had some neighbours, one of which was a twelve year old boy. Um, he, uh, I, I gave him my P, my old PS4. He loved it, and I was up in the loft clearing away some stuff. I was like, "Oh, right, mate, rather than just leave this here, I could give this to him." So I gave it to him. And I said, "Look, I'm going to give you something, which in theory is a really good present." I said, "However, I like however." I don't know how this works. And so you're going to need to go and fit. Even when I had the instructions, it was it was a ball lake to put together. So I'm going to give you the Sainsbury's bag, bag for life, actually, 10p extra, um, with a PSVR and all, all the bits in it, including two move controllers. And just good luck with that, mate. Uh, so anyway, that's off there with somewhere. Hopefully, 
a new lease of life for well done. somebody somebody Here's... who I re- well somebody who I realised as I was saying it um, is recommended that he doesn't play it because he's twelve and he's supposed to be thirteen. <laughs> so I am um, let's let's say that I did encourage him to wait until his birthday. Here's my PS3. Okay. Oh, I didn't even know it had a cover. Look, well, it doesn't anymore. Where's that? Did you get really angry? I've no idea. I just I found it at the back of. Oh, hold on, look. Oh, it's it's a slidey open. cover. I didn't even know it had that. But to be fair, I mean, I'm still I'm still unclear as to how to turn off a PS4. So that comes as no surprise to me. <sighs> oh, right. That I tell you what, that's a, that's a news story, that, Steve. I, I, I bet no one knew that a PS3 <laughs> did that. You get that on Video Games Chronicles. Well, I thought this was broken, but the good news is now I can buy PSP games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well done. All right, is that the end of the news? That's the end of the news. Thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. We're back. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world. We love them, and we've loved them for 16 or 17 years. I think it's something like that now. 
if you want to hear this show as a podcast, you can do that. It's available at www.onelifeleft.com, kindly uploaded by our undercaretaker, Phil. You'll be able to read his show notes there, which will tell you the names of the musical tracks that have been selected this week by Simon. I know what this track's going to be, Steve. Um, you are currently listening to an 8-bit version of Football's Coming Home. <laughs> which I, was, which I just I double-checked was there. I thought, come on, let's get into it. I mean, you know, sadly the listeners can't see this at the moment, but we, you can still see a residue of our face paints, can't you, on these, on <laughs> little these bit. calls? Yes, a little bit, a little uh, bit. So, I can um, see the St George's flags behind you. Uh yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful image. Your shed really, really patriotic oh, today. I also then didn't make another joke that you would then suggest we cut out when you emailed me your vocal track, <laughs> by the way. You coward. Um, so <laughs> did you listen to the show to see if I did it? I didn't because no. I wasn't sure. I wasn't <laughs> sure about it when I. It was one of those like I don't know. Did it when I put that note in there? Did I put a question yeah. mark at the end of the sentence? I think you did, and 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 um, you know, so it came through as the we as part of the weed transfer thing. Yeah. So I couldn't reply to it directly, and then I forgot to reply to it. Um, and so you know, I I, I knew at the time when I made that joke that you were concerned because you kept trying to bring the conversation back. I did around to what I wasn't I saying. Um, and so, uh, yeah, to see that little note come through, go, maybe we should remove that joke. Well, the good news, Steve, is that, uh, is that despite the fact I am in prison for the next six <laughs> days, um, it was removed. It was removed. Good. I think good. Well done. Was it, was it, do you think we could have got in trouble for that? No, of course not. Everybody knows, again, that's what, everybody knows that's what they do. No, because you've seen it sat doubt in my mind. <laughs> good, good, good. All right, letters? Letters. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. So we had a couple in the uh, Discord mailbag this week. As we've said previously... On the show, if you want to email us, you can email team at onelifeleft.com. Or uh, you can drop into our Discord and just drop a note directly in the mailbag jam- channel there. Uh, Phil will have given you a Discord link in the show notes. Uh, how, many, so. uh, how many members off being able to get uh, an actual Discord uh, proper link are we? I don't know. I think you need quite, I think quite a lot. I think... You know, probably okay. a couple of hundred or something like that for that. Uh, but you know, it's still it's quite quite nice in there. There's a lot of people chatting. We'll find out uh, one day. Five members in the, I think five four or five members in the uh, One Life Left Strava Club now, a fitness club associated. It's fantastic! With what, fantastic! <laughs> it's really like really living good. Living in Butlins. <laughs> um, talking of uh, Discord uh, users and you know uh, those that. Uh, um, mail us regularly. Uh, we received, um, as we often do, an email from Robert Wells. Now, before we get into the email, um, I mentioned uh, last week, was it, um, that my copy of uh, Mario Golf Rush was available to purchase on eBay? Um, it sold yesterday. 
Um, £39, Steve. £39. Was that what you guessed? I think it might have been. Uh, well, I, I th- it was it was it was I, it was higher than I was expecting. I think a little a little. Higher. I paid um, so I pre-ordered it, uh, and often you can get the best price. I paid forty-two pounds. Okay, ninety-five. I think something like that. Anyway, flogged it on to thirty for thirty-nine pounds. Right. Um, I went to print out the um, label uh, to post it off tomorrow, which I now can't do. So, um, you know, because I'm, I'm stuck, I have to stay here until midnight Friday. So um, I'm a little concerned about how I'm going to get this to the lucky bidder. Anyway, printed the label out, Robert Wells. <laughs> now, I, f- I feel a little conflicted about this because if it is the Robert, uh, if it is our Robert Wells, that's really lovely. But he, I, I feel I, he shouldn't be buying my stuff off me. I should be sending it to him. For free, for all the work he does for the show, and then claiming it back on expenses. <laughs> I'm sure that you will have another opportunity very soon to get disappointed within three minutes of a game and send it on to Robert. Okay, well, if it is you, uh, Weasel Spoon, thank you very much. Um, yeah, I really do appreciate that. I will, um, yeah, I feel a bit strange about it, but uh, as Steve says, when I've next got a game available, I'll let you know. Um, please leave some feedback. Uh, that's assuming that you do receive it, of course. Yeah, um, I would all need to thank my neighbours who have agreed to go and post it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Anyway, Robert Wells, assuming it's that, well, a Robert Wells, our Robert Wells, uh, writes, Hello team, it's uh, SGDQ season again. Um, and although uh, that stands for speed... Uh, summer. S- summer. Summer Games, games done quick. And although a week of people streaming speedruns from their homes is business as usual rather than a week-long convention of nerdery, it used to be, it's still a good show and a great place to start in the world of speedrunning. It's also an excellent excuse to give money to charity while watching people play games fast. Something I love about speedrunning is that however you want to play the game can be a category. Any percentage generally means get to the credits as fast as possible by any means necessary. If you think glitches are cheating, then you'll want a no glitches category. If you think that the challenge comes from being a completionist, then strap in for a 100% run. Here are some of my favourite categories from this week's show. F-Zero GX, snaking all tracks. Super Mario Odyssey, talker 2 percentage. Bayonetta, new game, any percentage, normal, no infinite fluke glitch. Super Mario 64, 70 star, blindfolded. How would you like to see people competing at your favourite game? Pip Pip Roberts. You know, I read, I mean, I recognised all the words, I recognised all the games there. I had no idea what I was talking about. I hope he hasn't got me to swear. (laughs) Well, I know what snaking is. Snaking is the Hmm. technique in F-Zero that by swerving around allows you to go slightly faster than the game... Uh, intended. Uh, I've okay. never been able to, to to master snaking, unfortunately. But then again, I've never been able to master F Zero GX, despite loving it. Um, yeah. Uh, so so techniques. How would you like to see your favourite game speed run, Simon? I've never watched a speed run. You know. Ever. Okay. Ever. No. Uh, so it's a difficult one for me to answer. I've certainly never done anything quickly. Um, (laughs) Maybe that's the answer. The slowest speedrun. Yeah. Just a leisurely sort of Norwegian slow TV. Uh, Just a a jaunt through Super Mario 64 that takes 
three years. Takes forever. Yeah, forever. Because <laughs> the machines you buy to run it end up in the canal. <laughs> um... So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, when I was working with Human Fall Flat, I used, used to really enjoy watching people find shortcuts. Uh, mm. You know, that was a game that was designed around um, people being t- able to exploit movement glitches and uh, level glitches, etc., etc. And I was really impressed that when um, we first showed that game off at PAX many years ago, that, you know, there was this prototype up on itch. And um, people were were speed running it because they'd seen their favourite streamers speed running it and glitching it and stuff like that. And I, that gave me my initial appreciation for it. But I haven't found time to get involved myself. Uh, I I'm, my answer to this is I would like to see. I, I know this has been done with Dark Souls, but games speed run using a dance mat. Uh, that's good TV, surely. That could be a ITV Saturday night uh, entertainment show. So yes, uh, play anything with a dance mat, frankly. <laughs> Although, and and just like uh, the reverse of that, humans who play DDR-like games with a pad, uh, they should not be allowed to play video games. Is my <laughs> very, very very purist very, opinion. Very tolerant of you. Yeah, no, it's very intolerant, isn't it? I, I channel all of my disdain for game players into yeah. that one weird thing. Dear team, writes Lawrence Weir, last night I got an alert at 1am for the Argos PS5 drop. After a while it transpired that some convoluted method to get it into my basket and checkout would be required for success. However, it being 1am and my bed being comfy, it all seemed a bit too much effort. However, then I laid awake for a couple of hours wondering if I was making the right or wrong decision. What's terrifying is that Canada is literally in an, inf- in, in an inferno apocalypse, and I'm awake at night wondering if I can acquire some superfluous box for my telly. What is wrong with me? Love the show, Lawrence. Crikey, that's a question, isn't it? <laughs> well, first off, Lawrence, nothing's wrong with you. You love exactly. the show. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen these when um, uh, the availability of these consoles pops up. Uh, yeah, it does seem that some of them you need to add to your wish list and then to your basket in order to be able to buy. If it wasn't hard enough, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that all seems like too much effort. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, who cares about platforms anyway? Everything's going to be available on anything, so just don't sweat it. It's all going to be fine. Uh, Nothing's wrong with you, Lawrence. It's completely fine to have desires. But as I say, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You don't need one. There's plenty of games. Unless Sony makers the official uh, radio show of the Sony PlayStation. Great thinking. If that's a thing. If that's... if. You know, we could make the Sony PlayStation the official console of One Life Left. It wouldn't mean anything. We would still cover everything. Hey, I tell you, we're onto something there, Steve. Um, Because Sony have had a bit of a bad week, haven't they? A lot of people haven't been very happy with them. What would make people happy would be if they were the official console of One Life Left, wouldn't it? That would change perceptions immediately. I've said all show that consoles are very, very important. And without them, people can't play certain titles. Exactly. And I like I like the fact it's impossible to buy a PS5. I think fan. that's good that's good for gaming. <laughs> anyway, let's know Sony, let us know. Yes. Team at uh, dot com. Dear team, have you got another letter or I do, yeah. 
Okay, go, go, go. Uh, uh, Chris Conroy writes, Dear team and suspenseful soccer games. As I write this, there's just under 24 hours to go until England's quarterfinal against Ukraine in the Euros. Wimbledon is approaching the end of its first week with dour St. George Bother and Murray locked in a fierce battle with his own sense of underachievement. British Grand Prix is just around the corner and improbably the Tokyo Olympics are weeks away from starting. A true festival of sports. Sports games are, of course, a staple of video games. Moby Games lists all the usuals and some less well-represented ones, including lacrosse, judo and figure skating. I have happy memories of darts, squash and middle-distance running sims on the spectrum, but with modern games trending to sprawling RPG careers and open-world events hubs, the heady days of wobbly-handed arrows, classic 180, are mostly behind us, which makes me a bit sad. Do you have any favourite oddball or underrepresented sports games? Any that are crying out for a 2021 refresh? Maybe even a Behold the Kickman style reimagining. Your championship curling correspondent, Chris Conroy. Thank you, Chris. The trend at the moment seems to be for these sort of uh, sports RPGs. Um, obviously, Golf Story um, was a hit on the Switch a few years ago. And uh, there are a few more of those down the line. And I have to say... Uh, whilst the golf and golf story left me cold, I did enjoy the concept. So I do like the idea of more of these coming along. So I'm looking forward to some of those. I did notice that Bullseye was released on the Switch last week as well, uh, which was like a, a blast from the past. You know, that's a game that you used to play. I think it was on the Spectrum too. Um, the people on Reddit seem to think that it was a bit uh, shonky, but you know, it's there if you do want your opportunity to win a virtual speedboat. The um, the games that I miss from that era are the sports that weren't sports, sort of invented 2000 AD style science fiction sports like speedball. But I remember there was one called Ballistics as well, where you fired lots and lots of little balls at a bigger ball to try and knock that into a into a goal. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of imagination. Uh, and a lot of space to explore in those simple uh, multiplayer uh, two-button sports games, I think. And I, I miss them all tremendously, like uh, like Chris says. These days, um, sports games tend to pitch for realism, pitch at realism. And I find them pretty much impenetrable. I played FIFA uh, this year, which, you know, I'm not saying the onboarding is not great it is it eases you into the experience but you find yourself at a training ground you know dribbling around some cones and all i want to do is just start the european championships play as england uh and get knocked out in the semis <laughs> or ideally not but if it has to be then denmark uh freakazoid writes dear team it is chucking down with rain here. What's your favourite game's rain? Mine is Satellite Rain from Syndicate Wars, a ridiculously over-the-top orbital bombardment. My least favourite is probably Heavy Rain, but that wasn't the question. Jason! Favourite rain, <laughs> Simon? Crikey. Um, you know what? I think there is still space to be the official reign of my opinion. <laughs> um, in that I'm struggling to think of any games which feature rain. There was that rain game on the PlayStation 2 or 3. Uh, but I didn't play it and did, so uh, difficult to know. And actually, I liked Heavy Rain, so stop it. 
Well, thankfully, the good thing about having a Discord and a letters mail back there is our letters section becomes kind of non-linear user interactive exploratory experience. And Morgizi has replied to Tony in your stead and has said, I'd like to like Risk of Rain one or two more than i do uh drive club has some good rain i know there's crusader kings fans who like their rain r-e-i-g-n red dead has rains r-e-i-n-s very this good. plays out better orally than by text well we've delivered that now thank you for your help in that situation um yeah good answer that's they were great answers you, you know should, you should co-host the show um actually I'll do this bit over the end of the next music track that you're going to play. Thanks for all your letters. If you want to email in, email team at onelifeleft.com or post your letter on our Discord. Right, you're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Before we crack on with the review section, Simon, I had an idea for a new feature. What? Well, based on your success answering uh, Tony Gowland there, Freakyzoid, I thought a really good feature would be Simon Barron's Fast Five, where I just say, Simon, name five dog... (laughs) Blown it already. Simon, name five games with dogs in. I mean, now I understand what it must feel like to be on the weakest link or something. <laughs> I mean, I've played games with dogs in. Go on. I can't think of any. <laughs> Go on. Well, you you tell me what mine are. I don't know. I, I don't like I dogs. the question. I don't like them okay. either. Parappa can we do it? That's a can we do dog? it over over the period of a week? <laughs> can I get back to you on my five games with dogs in? <laughs> All right, but I'll I'll ask you another one next week. Shall we get on with the reviews? Let's get on with the reviews. Okay, Simon, I've had a week this week where I have not been able to do anything other than play video games, so I have games to talk about. Crack on, then. Well, I haven't loaded up Steam yet, so I haven't been able to... Okay. Uh, uh, you start. So, um, the game I've surprised myself by playing this week um, is... Uh, yeah, so I was I was I was on holiday. Um, Grifflands um, really, really wasn't doing it for me. So I um, went through my back catalogue library on the Switch, umming and ahhing about what to do, and I noticed that I'd picked up uh, a game called Horace um, a good few months ago. I think it was dirt cheap um, in the sales. I also own it on PC. It was given away on. Epic, 
And it's a game I've seen a lot of people talk about, but I haven't really been interested in uh, for one reason or another. I've never fully understood what it was about, but I thought, uh, oh, I've got nothing else to play. I hadn't taken any cartridges with me, so I had to rely on my digital library. Fired it up, and um, it's really good. It's really good, but in reasons that I don't, for, but for reasons I don't quite fully understand. So you play um, a uh, a robot. Uh, you are a, a human 2.0. So it's a it's a Pinocchio story, right? Where you're sort you're an artificial life, and you're, you what you're trying to do is is um is sort of fit in uh, with the world around you. Now, um, the difference between this and the way that you'd expect it to go is that um, those uh, surrounding you and influencing you are dubious characters um, who are getting you involved in all sorts of uh, naughty business. Um, but they're doing it in a really funny way. Like, they're encouraging you... Like, uh, <laughs> these three armed robbers um, who, like, tell you that, oh, this man has stolen our van. You Can you go in there and get... get Get your keys back, please. Now, it's obvious that you're going to nick this van for them. <laughs> but you're, 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 you're an innocent robot who's going along with everything that they're saying. Um, and, and how it plays out is through a series of very, very difficult uh, 2D platforming sections, which are often more fiddly than fun. Um, you know, aren't quite as tight as other examples of games that you know I've, I've stuck with for the platforming actions things like celeste etc um yeah you know that they are they're, they're levels that you can often fail through reasons that you don't feel are entirely fair but nonetheless because of the story and the cutscenes um and the gags in it i'm sticking with it and um yeah almost these 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 platforming sections are seen as the as the cutscenes to the main thing that I'm enjoying which is the story so yeah it's really um, interesting I'm, do you often find yourself drawn through games by stories never no this is why it's so rare for me yeah um and, and I'm not saying that the game itself is bad you know it's just it's just hard and I don't think that the platforming is quite as precise as it should be or maybe I'm just not very good at it but um, yeah, so so I'm you know I think it has a life counter on it, and I've you know, probably died a few hundred times. But yeah, you know I think we talked a few a few weeks ago about games that made you laugh out loud. There was one joke which I tweeted about earlier in the week, so it, it is a spoiler, which was just really really clever and really funny. Um, and so uh, yeah, it's a video game that knows it's a video game. I don't know where exactly that it's going, uh, but I will stick with it. Seven out of ten. Okay, interesting. Um, as I said, I've played a lot of video games this week because uh, I was feeling super, super ill. I didn't want to engage with anybody or anything. I just wanted to stare at a screen and wait for this thing to pass. So I was looking for the perfect game for that. Now, at the end of last week's show, um, I said that I would talk about Phantom Abyss on the show this week. Now, have you heard of Phantom Abyss? I have, yes. I'm quite interested in it. Right, so was I, and partially because uh, it was quite similar. It was about fifty percent of a game I was, uh, I sort of made a pitch document for um, at the start Phantom. of this year. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's the abyss part. Um, I, I'd made a pitch for a game which was sort of like Spelunky, but. Um, Every time you go into a dungeon, you have to get the treasure and you have to get out. 
and if you get out with the treasure, that dungeon closes forever, but otherwise you are left in there, and other people can go and explore that, see your body, steal your stuff. Uh, and these locations are going to be mapped to GPS coordinates around the world, so people would obviously compete for the dungeons in the centre of London because people like things close to their houses or whatever. Uh, I really like this pitch, and then I stopped working on it when I discovered one of my friends on uh, on on a social media platform posted that they'd been working on. <laughs> so pleased to announce, Phantom Abyss. Uh, Phantom Abyss is. The part of that that is going into dungeons that are unique until someone else gets the main treasure at the heart of it and then it closes down forever. You can see the ghosts of people going through this uh, dungeon and you can follow them, you can see where they failed and that'll help you. It is not uh, unlike my game, which was a straight 2D platformer, I say that as if I made anything other than the, the sort of pitch document. This is a third-person parkour-style game, so you're running fast through it, jumping off walls, swinging across uh, platforms, avoiding spikes, and uh, you know all that kind of Indiana Jones good stuff. Um, and yeah, it's kind of fun. I didn't find the experience of the the sort of uh, I, I found that the, the way it's constructed so clever and it's beautifully finished and the world is great and seeing these ghosts run through chasing them and then maybe being a bit more cautious for them and seeing them fail that's great all of that part is great personally it didn't capture me because I think of part of me that's nervous for failure and nervous to, to show my failure in front of other people knowing that's that when I die in this dungeon, someone else is going to see that run and see me failing, or not just failing, but kind of dwelling for you know twenty seconds in this part of the dungeon and thinking, should I go here? Should I always felt like an idiot, and that combined with the length of each part of the experience, I think the closest I got to getting the core, uh, uh, getting a treasure took me maybe 25 or 30 minutes. And then to fail at the last and to not have anything to show for that just left me... I I don't want to say rage quitting. I I didn't rage quit, but I just thought I don't really want to go back to that. So, 7 out of 10. Oh my goodness, we're nearly out of time, aren't we? You're going to be very quick. Okay, so very, very quickly. I also One played Sil- Silicon Zeros, uh, which is in that brilliant itch uh, Palestine uh, pack and uh, is like a Zaktronics game, uh, but slightly different. It's very, very hardcore puzzle game. Really enjoyed it, 7 out of 10. And I also played RimWorld, finally. And RimWorld is a game that I've been telling myself to devote some time to for <laughs> for some time this was the perfect time to do that i will not review it now i will review it next week because i'm sure i'm going to put more time into it between now and then but what i will tell you is i hadn't played it this time last week and since then uh my steam chart now says 45.2 hours so <laughs> sunk into it uh wow. so yeah i will talk about that next week but provisionally seven out of ten for both of those games I'll give you just a quick update um, on something that I saw uh, this evening, which is reviews uh, linked in that um, I've got Dexter's emails on my phones. Um, and so I can see uh, when he buys stuff. And so at um, 12.28 today, he bought Valheim, which I've not played. Everybody loves. And I was like, oh, OK, that's really good. I'd be interested to hear what you uh, think of that. Um, 12.28 
uh, was when he bought it. An email came through at 13.35, Steam support. Your refund request has been received. (laughs) (laughs) Seven out of ten. I wonder whether he was doing a hit, whether he'd been called into the world of Valheim just to dispose of someone. (laughs) Dealt with it and then kicked out. That's it. All right. Good. Uh, That was fun, Simon. Thank you. Yes. Enjoyed that. All right. uh, That's our show. So we will be back this time next week. Although it's also, as we record at uh, 7 p.m. on a Sunday, that's the European Championship final, isn't it? 8 p.m. If football comes home, we won't do. Okay, so we might see you next week. It might not, uh, but but until until the next time we talk, uh, thank you and thank you. Goodbye. 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 Bye. 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 bye, 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 bye. <laughs>